and Spike Cohen. Why is that still playing? I I don't know. It does it to me oh, too. That's oh, why I stopped on. using it. Oh, hold on. Ah, good. You didn't tell me that. Wait, you didn't. Hold on. Why is this still playing? You're gonna have to delete. You're gonna have to delete it. Delete the thing. Oh, yeah. God say. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Spike, Joe, Lieber, Mensch, Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddy waters of freedom. Hey, folks, I I mean, yeah, it's it's okay if it were, like, really low, but yeah, no, that's that's distracting <laughs> to me. I'm not going to be able to do this show. Hey, folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. This is a Muddy Waters media production. Check us out everywhere. Join us everywhere. Like us everywhere. Subscribe to us everywhere. Comment everywhere. Share everywhere. Tell and retweet anywhere that that's a thing. And if you're doing it on YouTube, then hit the bell. I want your phone to literally explode with notifications every time we go live. Give the gift of Muddy Waters today. Kids love it. Matt? Uh, first and foremost, I would like to thank the wonderful and fantastic people. Actually, I bought this today. Like, I had to pay for it and everything. Yeah, so I'm going to thank yeah. me. I'm going to thank me for the kava that I am drinking on today's episode. And I'd like to thank American Airlines for giving me this gigantic bottle of water in first class. This is because they made me wait 24 hours to fly home which wasn't fun, but I did get this gigantic bottle of water. So we do have that. Pula Vinaka. That's fair. Pula Vinaka. Um, so I did a quick search the other day, mm-hmm. and um, I just want to let you know that uh, yeah, Sandy Koufax is the greatest Jewish pitcher who's ever lived. Quite, in, Some would argue I am of these people that he is the greatest pitcher who's ever lived. Uh, oh, but you are nowhere right. near no, you, the second no, greatest Jewish pitcher who's ever I, lived. No, this is anti-Semitism. I'm going to find here. You're going to make me get the video. Show, I would not yeah. show that to no, people no, I'm intentionally. Show it to people, people. I mean, it was so fast that the pitcher dropped it. The catcher. The, what did I? It say? looked like the it looked like the pitcher dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. It made it all. It didn't even bounce. It didn't bounce. You are you are correct. The the high intensity speed of thirty four miles per hour. That it wafted across the plate. Okay, well, sorry, all, that it wafted to the catcher whatever. in the left-hander's batter's box. We're going to let it was not judge. It was not. It was, this is, the way he's framing this is really troublesome and problematic. <laughs> this is, so I, for those who don't know, I was invited to throw out the opening pitch at a, a professional baseball game. The Florence Yalls baseball game in Florence, Kentucky, and I I did amazingly. I did a great job, and you're jealous. Here is the pitch. Uh, you can all watch for yourselves and see what I'm doing. Hold on. 
Oh no. Jesus <laughs> bitch. Look, it didn't it didn't even it's right. it didn't it didn't bounce. It didn't bounce. It didn't bounce, and I'm going to give you credit because you were so much better, and it, and it didn't go over the catcher. So you did better than Fittison. You did better than Obama. Look at this. You look. did better than Michael look, Jordan. Look. 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 Oh, yeah. If somebody was in the left-hand batter's box, they would have been hitting. Well, they would have had plenty of time to get out of the way. But you would have hit them if they were blind. No, this was and in the, uh, this was in the strike zone, right? <laughs> no, oh, it was in nobody's strike zone. Oh, well, it would have struck the guy. Yeah, you definitely okay, would have struck the guy. Look, it says Spike Cohen on the thing. I didn't even notice that before. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Anyway, no, uh, you did. You did. And you did. Best. You did a lot. You did a lot best. better than I was expecting. Best. Uh, no, George W. did the best. Best Jew. <laughs> Sandy Koufax did the best. Best non-professional Jew. That could be true. That could. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say yes, but that could be true. Okay. But no, I, I'm, I'm actually listen, quite I'm proud, proud of, of myself. I was never. I, I am proud. I'm I am a non-athletic, no. middle-aged Jew with MS. Okay, and I'm, if anything, I, the Jew is, proud the, of is the is that is the biggest asset there of all of those four <laughs> things. And I, I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. I did a good job. I, I, I am job. proud of you. You, you didn't, you didn't bounce it. You didn't sail it. It was within the realm of the catcher to catch it. Yes. He dropped it. He did. He did. In all fairness, I don't think he thought it was going to make it to him. (laughs) (laughs) So when it was, he was like, oh, crap, I actually have to do something. I'm the I'm like that guy, the twins pitcher. Um, The twins relief pitcher who like. He like throws the ball and it's like forty miles an hour, but like he's only had one run scored on him ever or something like that. He's like a utility player, and they have him throw the ball, and it's just like, like it looks like that. Jake Labelle, Jacob Labelle is going no. Yes, it's a metaphor for me throwing a good pitch and America dropping the ball last year by not electing me vice president. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, Jorge, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll call, I'll call. Anyway, whatever. Um, Jorge Alcala. Wait, was Rod Carew Jewish? No, Rod Carew wasn't Jewish. Rod Carew wasn't. Was Rod Carew? No, no Rod Carew wasn't, wasn't Jewish. No, Rod Carew wasn't. Carew Jewish. No, he married a Jew. So. Mm. I, listen, I'm 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 proud of myself. I'm proud of myself, and I'm moving hey, on. This episode I, is you, brought to you <laughs> by the, the Libertarian Party Waffle House Party Caucus. Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle related, co- the fastest growing caucus in the Libertarian Party, and the second largest one in the party. 
If you want to become a member, go to the Facebook group, Libertarian Party, Waffle House Caucus. And if you want to become an official voting member, which means literally nothing, go to moneywatersmedia.com slash store and uh, buy a Waffle House Caucus button or shirt. Gravy King. Cumberland Cannabis. If you'd like to buy some Delta 8 CBD weed types of products, go to cumberlandcannabis.com. CB weed. Uh, CB weed. CB weed. Uh, it is viable, ethical, effective, and weedy. CumberlandCannabisCo.com. Joe Solosky. Joe Solosky is running to be governor of Pennsylvania. He is the key to Pennsylvania's success. And if you'd like to see him become the first libertarian governor ever, go ever. to JoeSolosky.com. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I.com. Jack Casey has written two, potentially three books. I have no idea what they're like. Neither does Matt. But you should find out for us and yourself and Jack. I heard the third one came out last week. I have no idea if that's true. Oh, last week? Oh, you know, I don't know. You think he would give us an updated graphic? Yeah, really. I mean, you know, this book, (laughs) this book, Royal Green, in Silver Throned and Crowned by Gold, uh, are all available available are all available at the royalgreen.com if you'd like to read those it's fantastic there's a book about an orphanage and a knife Adderpan, if you want to be scared for the rest of your life for no good reason at all because you just downloaded some game and didn't realize it was going to wreck you emotionally then uh go to Adderpan. it's uh, available on steam for the low low price of five dollars and mental health therapy and counseling and medication for the rest of your natural life. Fierce luxury. You don't need medication for this. You can do some shopping therapy. Huh? Some shopping therapy. Fierce luxury by Ashley uh, sells high-end bags and accessories, including Louis Vuitton, Coach, Prada, and Hermes. And if you go to fierceluxurybyashley.com, you can buy those things. You can also consign things with her. At a price of only 30%, which is 20% less than literally any other consignment shop in the history of mankind. That's what Ashley told us. I have no reason to disagree with her because she paid us. Fierce Luxury by Ashley.com or the Facebook group Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Mudwater, the most appropriately named sponsor we'll probably ever have. Unless we get something called My Fellow Americans and it's Jewish. Even then, this probably still would beat that. If you woke up today and said, my God, coffee is the least favorite thing that I have in my life. I would instead like to drink masala chai tea and cacao, mushrooms and turmeric and sea salt and cinnamon because that sounds delicious. That sounds like something I would voluntarily put together in a cup and drink with hot water. Then I have fantastic news for you. If you go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud, you can buy exactly all of that encapsulated into one product affectionately referred to as mud water i would recommend putting some honey in it because it's not it, it is you should just put some honey in it muddywatersmedia.com slash mud get yours today that oh tom for 42 52 52 he needs to get us a graphic tom for 52 tom it's it's in the it's in the sponsorship package in google I texted you. Tom's graphic is in the sponsors folder in Google Drive. Sponsors. We have a sponsor. I just went to 
Yeah, it's it's under show notes files. <laughs> because we are a professional show mm. with folders. Sponsors. There we go. With, with folders. I just went to the royalgreen.com for the first time. Um, and under book three, I hate Jack I hate Jack Casey now. <laughs> I love you, Jack Casey. I'm sorry. I don't mean it. But this is for his release date what is that <laughs> i don't know it's a bunch of letters that are mixed up he's a there's I he's starting a cult he, he's yeah he's a cult leader yeah, we, no, we all know that a cult. i don't care what anyone if, if you if you unscramble these letters it says there is no book <laughs> 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 that's my favorite theory about this here we go thomas queter for state senate this this is funny i love him so much thomas queter is running to be the next state senator for the 52nd district in Alab in, Al in new york which his <laughs> capital is in albany if uh you want to help thomas queter thomas queter has an incredible sense of humor as you can see um that's him in the chair um this guy is an absolute beast and i'm not saying that because he's in a wheelchair he uh actually we did a uh i went to him and did a uh if he can make fun of himself i can too uh we did a door knocking i went to go knock on doors with him during my campaign to help him in his run in uh in um uh, binghamton and that man knocked on probably 50 or 60 doors and yes he was in a chair but it's still tiring to do all of that. I mean, we were dragging, and he wanted to do more, and we just ran out of time. Um, he's fantastic. You should all go and help him. Tom for 52.com slash FTG, which stands for... I think that's for, I think that's for the Frank. meme contest. Oh. Well, there's a meme contest. Tom for 52. Dot, yeah, Tom for 52.com if you want to donate. If you want to be donate. a member... If you want to do the meme contest... Uh, it's Tom for 52.com slash FTG. That's T O M F O R 52.com slash FTG. Chris Reynolds, if you want to sue us for how long these ads took, then um, we already know who we're going to use to counter sue. And it's Chris Reynolds, personal Chris injury Reynolds. attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, who is host of the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment that'll be happening later. If you go to chrisreynoldslaw.com, you'll find out who we'll be using to destroy you financially if you ever try to sue us. Okay, bud? All right. Okay. Matt? So I watched The Suicide Squad over the weekend, and I'm part of the reason that The Suicide Squad didn't um, make any money at the box office because I watched it yeah, on Yeah, what HBO. was this? I saw these art this article, a couple articles claiming it was because of anti-vaxxers. That it was anti yeah, because that made suicide. Yeah, that made Suicide Squad bomb. Yeah, because a lot of theaters aren't letting people in if, unless they're vaccinated. So obviously it's the anti-vaxxers' fault. How is that the anti-vax? That's the theater's <laughs> fault. It's the, it's the theater's fault. Also, it's on HBO Max or whatever they call it. And I can sit at home and watch it for free. 
and granted you don't get the surround sound and all well some of you might not get the surround sound and stuff but you do if you have surround sound and if you don't spend you know 40 bucks a week going to the theater you can afford one a lot sooner right 10 bucks a month or whatever it is for hbo max fantastic um love it <laughs> love it don't have to go to a theater. I can watch it in the comfort of my own bed. I can order a pizza, which is much less expensive than getting popcorn in. That's a soda. the other thing. And then you save all the money on the food and everything else. Here, here's what's more troubling, though. This is going to be the narrative. Every time something fails terribly, they're going to be like, "This is because the anti-vaxxers." Because anti-vaxxers, and they would they won't allow the anti-vaxxers to go anywhere, and it's their fault. So they're victim blaming first of all, and this is like what they've done to millennials. Like millennials have destroyed destroyed napkin the napkin industry by just <laughs> using paper towels. And it's like maybe the napkin industry sucked. Like maybe we didn't need that many napkins. Like how is how many napkins do people like, need? Like there was just we, everyone needed ornamental napkins everywhere, right? Like it's there was like a few different things. Like millennials are destroying this. Like uh, millennials are broke. Most millennials are broke, and that's why they only do. buy paper towels because it has multiple functions. That's why they're stealing toilet paper from the freaking from the library and then taking it home and instead of buying your one of the hopped up price. When I was a very very poor late teen early 20 year one of the greatest things i ever procured was one of those little bathroom key things that open <laughs> that open the paper towels and the toilet paper wow. dispensers wow yeah wow matt <laughs> yeah I, yeah <laughs> that's yep that's that's a that's a new level there man that's yep that was that was so, a great thing to procure thank you ruby tuesdays for letting me procure that so hey folks if you're wondering what to do when, with all that money you've saved from stealing toilet paper like not even just stealing the roll there but stealing all of the toilet paper like matt did apparently for a good bit of his life uh i would just take a roll but they were the big restaurant size ones, so it would last me a while We have an auction coming up next week. Uh, we're going to be we auctioning off something fantastic. You're not going to believe what it is, Matt. We have Look at that. a very nice mm-hmm. Waffle House, Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus tumbler that was handmade by the fine people at Defy the Power. Isn't this nice? Isn't it lovely? And it's to make it even better, oh my gosh, on this side, you have. Both of our signatures with a "You are the power." Wow! Now, and I don't, I don't want to spoil anything because we're going to have to see how next week goes. But we may also auction off some of the targets that are autographed by yours truly and his truly. Um, Me truly. Sure. Uh, uh, some of the targets that we shot at the shooting with Spike and Fa event that happened here in Tarpon. I forgot about that. Oh, including yeah, there's right over there. including including Susan. Susan. Including poor Susan. Oh, Susan. So you may want to show them. So next week. That was... Man, that's all the way over there. Is it all the way over uh, there? I mean I can grab it if you want. To. It's, it's but, a good uh, yeah. Susan. So Susan tune in 
next week if you want this one of a kind waffle house caucus mug autographed by spike cohen and myself mm-hmm. half of the proceeds will go to defy the power which are great people so we're, we are 100 percent good with that um yes. but yeah you can tune in for that and... So the back backstory on this, uh, the backstory on this target that Matt's about to show my wife, when we were shooting, we got to pick out our own targets and my wife picked out a target and it's one of those ones where there's a victim on it being held at gunpoint. And she said, it's up to you to save Susan, protect Susan. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Joe Fairbotham did that. He Joe just Fairbotham un- murdered Susan. Joe Fairbotham emptied his mag into Susan's head. Now, I avenged Susan by killing the perp and shooting the gun out of his hand. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, but we have like, multiple real one. targets here. Yeah, we got a bunch of targets. We also got the the deranged clown that I murdered. Deranged clown. Well, I mean, technically, the the, he was the one with the grenades. So we got all that we, stuff. We, we're going to be auctioning off. That'll be fun. What what is with the people that don't like Susan? In the comments, they're like, not a fan of Susan. Yeah, yeah. Moment of shout out to Susan, oh. Susan and her mom and him. Yeah, this is, this is um, I have to roll these up now. I'm happy that you were wearing um, clothes, shorts. When you got You're out welcome. I, I thought that's about a doing... lie. Eskimo, <laughs> no, like that's a lie. Susan would have never pushed for higher taxes. Well, she won't now. She's not Karen. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely not now. Bet she really wants that death tax to yeah, be lowered. Everyone press S for Susan. Um, <laughs> So speaking of steaming piles of Donkafent manure. <laughs> yes. That's a terrible thing to call Susan, but here is the She was pushing mud for water taxes. mushroom coffee re- much mud rot water mushroom coffee <laughs> replacement cacao rapid fire segment. Brought to you by Mudwater. Muddy Waters Media. Brought to you by Mudwater. So uh, now that the infrastructure bill has passed the Senate um, and people have had a chance to read it, uh, because last week when we reported on it, not many people had a chance to read all 2,700 pages, 2,702, I believe. Oh, one of the things that is included in this 2,700 page steaming pile of donkafent manure um, Donkafin, get it? No, Donkafin. I get it. I like it. It's the Donkey elephant. The, the Republicrats. That's right. Um, there is a new regulation that's going to be coming into play on all new cars. Um, they will all have to become equipped with a technology that will passively detect whether a driver is impaired and passively measure his blood alcohol, his or her blood alcohol concentration to see if it's above the 0.08% limit set by federal regulations. Now, here's my favorite part. 
uh, right now, this technology <laughs> is not at a point yep. that is ready to be released. Yeah. So like, for instance, right now, Nissan has one, um, Nissan has something similar. Um, but let's say you're an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, or you're just DD in some friends home one night because you don't drink like, you know, Spike and myself. And right. one of your inebriated passengers decides to touch the shifter or accidentally touches the shifter. Your car shuts down. Yep. And if you tell your drunk friend, hey, make sure you don't touch the shifter. Guess what they're going to do? I know what I would have done when I was drinking. (laughs) Oh, also, I hope you didn't use hand sanitizer anytime soon. Oh, yeah, that's another good point. (laughs) This is the dumbest damn thing. Do you know how subtle this, how, how sensitive a touch sensor for blood alcohol is going to have to be? If your drunk friend sneezes in the car, it's shutting down. <laughs> like, this is the stupidest, like, do you know how, like, do you know how little, how little, I mean, ah, like 0.08% alcohol in your blood and it detects it on your skin. Like parts per billion this thing would have to detect. There's already bad enough. There's a high level of false positives for um, the breathalyzer. Yeah. Which is why now, like in an increasing number of states, you can refuse the breathalyzer. And unless they have a, a, a um, um, and they have to give you a, a on the, uh, what's it called? A, a, a roadside. Uh, um, Sobriety test sobriety test and if you pass it even if you smell piss drunk they in some states they they if they don't have the suspicion from the sobriety test they can't bring you in for the for the blood test which is the really only accurate 100 accurate way to do it or 99.9 percent accurate way to do it but they're gonna do this on the freaking shifter what people said what if you just wear a glove oh yeah no forget how <laughs> stupid this is like this is the dumbest damn this is you know oh you better make sure that the auto driver car won't run unless your hands on the steering wheel and so everyone went and bought these like grips that go around it you can just use any like gym uh gym equipment grip and just put it and just put it around it and leave leave any weighted grip and it'll it bypasses it like what if you just put a freaking bag around it like So here, so here's the thing. So much. If this passes, if, assuming that this is going to be this is going to be a done deal by the end of the week, and we don't even have to go into the 1.3 trillion in the new 660 billion in new spending, but yeah. just on this regulation, um, if, if if this passes this week, I believe that this won't get unveiled until 2026. I think they have five years to create this technology and then put it into every car that they make. And in 2026, uh, the secretary of transportation, I believe um, has the option of pushing it out another three years. Uh, So to 20, 
29. Um, They're going to come up with something that goes around gloves and bags <laughs> by 2029. They're just, they're just going to put a tube in and say blow. <laughs> It's, it's that's exactly what's going to happen here passively my ass because they're going to do exactly what they're doing in the with so i've seen i, I had a, a a loved one who ended up um and ended up with oh a, had a, to get the, the and the had thing? to get the yeah. thing that it the car wouldn't start and and he'd have to randomly pull over and, and blow into it every like randomly every five to 11 minutes it would start making this noise which was super safe you know you're driving down the road and you just got to pull off onto a shoulder and blow into a thing that's safe there's no way that that leads to accidents. And um, and uh, uh, so because you had to put it in park and blow on it anyway. Yeah. So, you know, that's what they're going to end up putting in every day. It's going to be like you're on parole. And, and for, forget, you know, car manufacturers working on things that we actually want, like lower gas mileage since gas prices are three bucks a gallon now or higher um, yeah. or, you know, flying cars. Or maybe figuring out a way to get full-size spares in every car that's out there instead of those tiny little donut things that you can only go 55 miles an hour on. Uh, Forget any of that, because now they're going to have to focus on figuring out how to passively check for your blood alcohol level uh, every time you get in the car. Here, I'm going to say something that's going to piss everyone off. If your driving is still so good that you need to have some active passive detector in it to be able to know that you're drunk and your driving isn't making that readily apparent, then there's no reason for you to get pulled over. You're not actually driving impaired. And right. 0.08 is a damn joke. Okay, it's one thing to say, you know, if you are impaired to the point of unsafe driving that or, you know, or, or erratic driving, then that's one thing. But some arbitrary number, which is based on like if you had a couple drinks a few hours ago or something like that, it's stupid. This is raising revenue. This has absolutely nothing to do with safety. This is about raising revenue. And by the way, this is going to make things less safe because, again, if there are anything like the ones for the parolees for the, or the probation people that are that are doing the DUI, everyone's going to have to be pulling over randomly every five to 10 minutes uh to uh to to blow into something it yeah there's no way that's gonna end poorly and even if it's something say you can't even if it's you can't no i was is it gonna say that you can't start your but 2029 what percentage of cars are gonna be self-driving by then so you can't get a sober ride home from your own car if you're drunk Does it detect kava levels? No, because that's not blood alcohol level. Um, but uh, yeah, like there's so there are so many issues that are that come up with this entire scenario, and the entire thing is yes. Do I want drunk people out on the road? No. Is is point oh eight a terrible terrible one terrible limit? Yes, it is. Point one isn't much better. Point one two, yeah. Then you probably shouldn't be driving, but should it be? Yeah, point point one or higher. There's a good chance you probably shouldn't be driving. Point oh eight is not point one. Personally, and I'll get hate for this. The crime isn't driving drunk. The crime is when you hit something or run over something or. Yes, 
I, I agree with that. The crime is that. Now, there is an argument to be made that if you're driving erratically and are in a state where you can't not drive erratically, then it is a public safety measure to take the person off the road. Now, the question is, should they then be convicted of a crime as opposed to just being taken off the road? That I would argue, no, you shouldn't. And, and that that's I would agree. Difference. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree that, with that. That's the difference. The, the difference is between is it public safety issue or is it a crime issue? For example, when I hear about someone who's like acting erratically in public, uh, and uh, and they get put in a sober in a in a you know in an area that to, they're either taken home or they're put in a in a you know a, a cool off tank or, or in a what what's the word I'm looking drunk for tank. a sober tank or what yeah drunk tank to cool off drunk tank. Uh, but they aren't charged with anything. That's not like that's not the, the the worst tyranny I've ever heard of. It's it's hitting them with a crime for it. That's the problem. Did they hurt anyone? Right. Did they violate anyone's rights? Or was it just a public safety issue or a public health issue for them to um to, for them to still be out there like that? That those are two different things. And and yes, even I, I'm an I'm an anarcho capitalist. Are we still doing where we count how long it takes for me to say I'm an anarchist on the show or are we? No, well, once you started running for office, we stopped. <laughs> so as an anarchist, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, 39 minutes, 18 seconds. Um, the, uh, um, uh, even in a private law society, in a privately private property society, if I own a road, I don't want drunk people driving on it. And I mean actual drunk people, actual people that are driving erratically impaired. I don't want them on it, and I'd want them, I'd want them to be taken off of it until they weren't impaired anymore. But I wouldn't want them charged for with anything, and I wouldn't sue them for anything. I would just say, okay, bud, you can drive later when you're not like this. Um, anyway, what a bunch of nonsense. Twenty percent of the cars on the road are going to be self-driving in. in by eight years from now, give me a damn break. Right. That's that's also the weird thing is they're doing such a huge push for electric for electric vehicles and self driving vehicles, like in the infrastructure package. Such a huge push for these things, and then they're going to throw in, oh yeah, but if your blood alcohol content is above 0.08 or 0.08 or above, uh, you're not your self driving car can't take you home. So when all the when all the, the the crypto people who moved to Singapore to get away from the new regulations on crypto in this uh, in this bill uh, and are making billions over there and our industry's dead here and uh, they come over here just to party in, in what used to be our great cities and they're in their self driving cars, um, you know they're going to uh, I'm picturing a future like Looper where there's just like a handful of really rich foreigners that come over to hang out in the ruins. Um, when they come over in their self-driving car, the, the dystopian police will, you know, demand that they not drink while they're being driven around by a self-driving car. Did you just reference Looper with Bruce Willis? Yeah. Remember that? That was a good movie. That was a good movie. movie. I haven't thought about that. Okay. I thought you were going to rant on how that was like a bad movie or something. No, I I like, I haven't thought about that. I saw it in the theater and I don't think I've seen it since, but no, I like, I like that movie. Looper was a great movie. And I like the whole, like, you know, we're like this third world place and the Chinese come over here just to like tourist. Um, so speaking of. Steven Piles. Tim Potts. Uh, even with. Oh, well, so we wrote this uh, before. Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, is who starred in Looper with Bruce yes, Willis, Jake yes, LaBelle. Yeah, and he, it was a great, that was a good movie. I know it was just supposed to be like an action movie, but it was a good movie. Uh, and uh, what's his name was in it too? Um, uh, from Dumb and Dumber. And he did it. Oh, Jeff Daniels. He, Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Daniels um, is in like all of that guy's movies, except for the Star Wars movie he directed. Oh yeah, 
He was good. He was like a convincing when it's it first good. started. I'm like, oh, he's going to be a goof. But he was actually like a good bad guy. Um, so speaking of people that make ideal bad guys, uh, when we wrote this, Andrew Cuomo was still uh, saying, oh, you know, once you hear my side of the story, you'll be shocked, even though everyone, including the president of the United States of America, was telling him to resign. Uh, he's now resigned. He's now resigned on the, the scandal about how he um, shoved COVID patients into nursing homes and uh, dis- disabled group homes and then lied to officials about the uh, nearly 20,000 elderly and disabled New Yorkers who died as a result. No, I'm just kidding. It's because uh, some people said that he grabbed them. It's, so this entire thing just shows, and in no way are we making light of the terrible things that Cuomo has no, done. No, God. No, not even a little bit. But there's we've a scene extensively in- about what a perv this guy is. Like, I mean, we oh, talked yeah. a lot about that. No, 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 no. We are dead. dead ew, disgusting. I'm fine with him having to go because of this. Right. But there's a episode of Community where Britta, who's the blonde girl, if you haven't seen it, Britta says I, she's getting angry about something. And she goes, I'm a murder. I'm OK with or I could be accepting of murder but sexualist harassment is where i draw the line and that is yeah. literally what That's the media literally and this. Yeah. everybody is doing um 100 yep. that is what's happening now what people may not know because you found out that cuomo resigned today um that this morning last night and this morning he was making a latch last ditch effort to uh keep his job and he was making a deal or attempting to make a deal with the Democrats in the New York legislature or the state assembly or whatever they call it there, um, that he would not run for governor next year if they did not impeach him. Wow. He was, please don't impeach me and I won't run for governor again. Because he did not want the embarrassment of going through an impeachment. That well, was how also, bad he didn't want to. Also, if he gets impeached, he can't run for office again. And he loses his, uh, his pension. But if he resigns and they don't investigate and impeach him, he can still run for office in the future. So, mm-hmm. I mean, which means this schmuck is still considering running for president in the future. And the sheer chutzpah that it takes to look in that mirror and be like, yes, you should run for president with this happening is just, it is really, 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 really something. Now, of course, Joe Biden did uh, issue a statement on this uh, in the wake of this, uh, this resignation. And I had a nurse at, at uh, (laughs) nurses at uh, Walter Reed hospital who would, bend down and whisper in my ear and go home and get me pillows. They would make sure they'd actually probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, to get, get me moving. Powerful. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Um, so Joe Biden, before his resignation called for his resignation, which if you don't see some amount of irony in that, you're not looking hard enough. Um, mm. So here we have from last week, 
And yes. A lot of this is dated now because I work on Tuesday mornings and I don't have time <laughs> to update the notes. So you get the ones right. that I did yesterday. Um, and the news changes overnight I mean, sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, this is usually pretty accurate. This this one just kind of happened. This one, this one got away from me. Like, and it's like the first half of the show. Um, but uh, Jen Psaki uh, was doing her daily press briefing. And uh, she took this question from a reporter. I don't know who this reporter is, but she looks not happy with this person. And I bet this person never gets called on again. Yes. Um, on, in a follow-up to the report on Governor Cuomo's sexual harassment, a lot of men in politics have been accused of sexual harassment. Uh, President Biden was accused by female Secret Service agents of skinny dipping in front of them, offending them, according to former Washington Post reporter Ronald Kessler, who is an author as well. Uh, his former Senate aide, Tara Reid, accused him of sexual assault. Uh, the Washington Post and the New York Times have published multiple accounts of women who objected to the way President Biden touched them. Uh, should there be an independent investigation of allegations into the president as there was into Governor Cuomo? Well, first I would say um, the president has been clear and outspoken about the importance of women uh, being uh, respected and having their voices heard and being allowed to tell their stories and people treating them with. Believed. He said believe them. He said believe them. Believe him. He said to believe them. Respect. That has long been his policy, continues to be his policy. Uh, that, those were, that was heavily litigated during the campaign. I understand you're eager to come back to it, uh, but I don't have anything further other than to repeat that he has called for uh, the governor to resign. Go ahead. Believed. Believe. believe and when, when Kamala Harris was asked about it, and whether or not she believed his accusers, she said, yes, ha, 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 I assume. Yes. Ha, 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 ha. Because that seems to be her only thing. Now, Tara Reid, who is the staffer that was being referred to by the reporter, took to Twitter shortly after this and had this as a response. Um Asked Saki, did I miss the investigation and litigation? No, because there wasn't any. Uh, I sure did not miss the smears and attacks on my character during Joe Biden's campaign as I came forward. Was it safe to come forward? I think not. That's because they didn't believe women. Woman. They didn't believe this woman. woman. This This woman. woman. Well, the other women, too. They didn't believe any of these women. The, The Believe Women crowd who... We are not fans of Justice Kavanaugh, okay? We have extensively talked for years now. We were talking about this back in, what, 2018, 2019, when all that stuff was happening? Was that 2018? Yeah, that was 2017. Was it 17? I think that was 2017. 17 or 8, whenever that happened, whenever he was up for uh, um, nomination and whenever they were doing all the allegations against him, we talked about all the problems we had with him. We said that, you know, the, 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 everyone that was making accusations against him deserved to have their time and their due process to, to have these claims vetted. And then we heard those allegations. Yeah, those allegations were... Jack Casey says 2018. Okay, I believe you. Um, Those allegations, I will say that the uh, Christine Blasey Ford, 
was the most believable. Yeah, up until yes. sure. Up in up until there was no evidence to support it. The house yeah. didn't wasn't real and whatever else. And they had that yeah. guy that was there saying, I remember this. Justice Kavan or Kavanaugh just showed his dingle hopper to Christine Blasey Ford on this date yeah. and time. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And what's <laughs> what's crazy is like you said, that was the most believable one because the other ones was were the most like believable. National Enquirer. No, it wasn't even National Enquirer level. Like it was just it was stuff that was just <laughs> World up, Daily right. News. A couple, of them, a couple of them, yeah, World Daily News. A couple of them were just like they were pranks like it was just bad and yet the whole time we were being told believe women believe women believe all women believe everyone that accuses anyone of anything as long as they're a woman okay fine great okay then later that year or the following year when all of joe biden's accusers came out all of a sudden we don't believe all women we need to look very soberly and with a lot of scrutiny at the kind of allegations that are being made, because these are serious allegations and they should not just be taken at face value because they could destroy someone's political career if they're not true. And gosh, darn it. This person, gosh, Joe Biden, certainly has a lot of political enemies. And there's all sorts of reason to think that there's a potential that someone could just make something up without any any credibility or any uh, evidence of it and just hope everyone believes it for political reasons. Yeah. And that's what's true with Kavanaugh, too. And if you were to say last Tuesday, the day that the investigation dropped on uh, on Cuomo, if you were to go over to the bastion of free speech and bipartisan or nonpartisan reporting uh, known as CNN, um, if you were to go to that article, I actually was I was meaning to make a graphic for it for this week, but then I totally forgot that I took all these screenshots and I just remembered. But um, one out of every five comments or so was, yeah, but so uh, what did the last president do? Yeah. Uh, like total. What about it? Yeah. What yeah. about what about Trump? What about yeah. Trump? Uh, I'm going to have to find one because one was so bad that. Me, a person who we don't like I, Trump. We don't like Trump, but there like, was one that was so bad. Well, yeah, there was until Mister Grab him by the P U cat cat Y Donald Trump. That's actually what it says. Um, Donald Trump is investigated, charged, and sent to prison. I don't want to hear nothing about sexual harassing, inappropriate comments, or groping females by anybody. He did ten times worse. That wasn't the one that got me. Um, I got to okay, find great. it. So then, no one should be accused or or prosecuted or investigated for sexual harassment until Donald Trump is right. Like if we're let, let's it's because clearly you aren't just, you know, caping for Joe Biden. Clearly this is the desire to make sure that Donald Trump is prosecuted before anyone else is for the same thing. Right. So then right. we should not be hashtag believing all women during this time. We should just dismiss all accusations of rape and sexual harassment and sexual assault um, and coercion Trump didn't- against women. <laughs> Trump didn't resign. This is from Adam Hernandez um, over on Facebook. Uh, Trump didn't resign. Neither should Cuomo. Sorry, get over it. 
Well, he did, so. He did resign now. Yeah, this was yeah. a week ago. Uh, but yeah. in in this case, he is, there was an investigation done. There was an investigation, uh, and they found that he sexually harassed slash assaulted 11 women who worked for him and Mm -hmm. retaliated against one who spoke out. Mm. Get over it, according to Adam Hernandez over on Facebook. Don't go to just any Adam Hernandez. Like, I know you guys don't know which one, (laughs) so don't just like, don't, yeah, just, just, If you see one on CNN being a bit of a douche, you're probably on the right track. That's but um, he's saying just don't just search just and destroy it. every Adam or Anna. But, <laughs> but this is a perfect example of how hashtag believe all women turns into hashtag uh, what about Trump? And I actually have a friend named you know, Adam Hernandez. Oh, really? Please don't go after every Adam Hernandez, and especially, especially not, not one on my friends not list. Matt's friend, yeah, yeah. I um, that's funny. Um, so. And, you know, Republicans do this, too. Right. You know, I mean, this is the partisanship that makes things so terrible. It's like, oh, they did this horrible thing. Oh, yeah. Well, this guy did this horrible thing, too. Okay, well, then why would you vote for someone who's like the person you hate? That didn't make any sense. So speaking of things that are going to not make any sense and make you absolutely decide yourself with the disgusting, (laughs) disgusting, terrible thing. The Senate Democrats unveiled a three point five trillion dollar. Budget resolution. And just for anybody keeping track, uh, right now we we are twenty eight trillion six hundred and fifty billion in debt. The rest of it changes so rapidly I couldn't tell you where we're at. But it's twenty eight trillion six hundred uh, fifty or eighty billion um, in debt. And they that was before that was before the new spending in the Senate today. Um. But now we have a 3.5 trillion, I almost said billion, budget resolution unveiled by the Democrats. Now, they said that this 3.5 trillion will unlock funding for universal pre-K and tuition-free community college for two years. Because they didn't, it was it was too, they have only been able to ruin K through 12. So now you got to start with pre-K through 16. Um, okay, so it's also... not, I just, I, I have to just, I have to. This is why the okay. show is so long. I have to do this. Okay. I get it. I understand. The reason why everyone wants at least an associate's degree now for you to be a freaking stalker at a store or or to you know operate a uh, a, a cash register is because public schooling has become so terrible that in increasing parts of the country having a uh, a high school graduate degree having a, a high school diploma doesn't ensure that you're functionally literate or can do basic math. That's how much government has ruined schooling. That they have to yeah. have you pay for college to be able to prove that you can spell and read and add and subtract. So clearly, the organization that has spent trillions of dollars ruining an education system should be put in charge 
of, of that, more education of, of, of even of at the age of three and four all the way up to young adulthood and professional imagine a, a, a future where you have to go to graduate school in order to be able to work at waffle house starbucks. or at or at starbucks which based on the people i know who work at starbucks you need a graduate's degree in historical literature to work at starbucks yeah no it's gonna you're gonna have to go to law school at some point and then of course the, the, they'll go well i guess i gotta have the universal law school and then that it'll be not like this is in universal med school and universal anyway sorry no you're fine uh, they also say that it will make investments in public housing and clean energy efforts and expanding health care, which all three of those things after Spike's diatribe on public education yeah. just terrify, should just terrify you even more. Just um, say housing, energy, and, and health care instead of education, and it's the same rant. So. Right. So in order to pay for this, There will be taxes. Uh, apparently, it's only on the wealthy and large corporations. You. Sorry, large corporations. Uh, and while the specifics you. aren't clear, hmm. because this is only a proposal and this is what they're saying that they want to have done, uh, Biden is recommending a 33% increase in the tax. Yeah. So 21% to 28. Taxes on the rich are to Democrats and some Republicans what tariffs are to Republicans and some Democrats. And it's funny to watch like Democrats who will say, you can't put tariffs on things. That just gets added to the price of things. And the poor people have to pay for that. And then Republicans will say, you can't increase taxes on the rich and corporations. They'll just add it to the price of things they sell everyone. And then poor people will have to pay it. And they're right. I don't know why they don't apply that to all taxes, because that's true. Yeah. They are also planning on extending the tax credits for families and low income uh, individuals, including the child tax credit. Now, a tax credit is not a tax cut for anybody who does not know this. I'm certain everybody watching our show are highly intelligent viewership. Um, and I say that with sincerity, not sarcastically, but this show, this, this segment has me in sarcastic mode. So if it came out sounding yeah. that way, I know that everybody here understands. No, we have a very educated, no, he's, he's we, we have a very educated audience. Um, yeah. But Everybody here understands that the tax credit just means you're going to get less of that precious, precious refund that you've been waiting for at the end of the year or in April. Um, So they're going to expand that. Well, no, it, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say they're going to, I was just going to go into the next thing. Okay. Well, the good news is uh, they are also going to ruin the dental, hearing, and vision industries by adding it to Medicare. Um, The one thing that is creating so much innovation in dental, hearing, 
and vision care is the fact that people have to pay for it almost entirely mm-hmm. out of pocket, out of which pocket. means that these industries have to come up with ways to make these things affordable because there's a price equilibrium. In other words, if they charge too much for the thing, they won't be able to have too many patients that can afford it because you're actually having to pay for it. So they have to figure out so, ways to make it more affordable, which means they also have to find ways to innovate because there's also a bunch more people that are providing in that sector because they're not having to go through all the hurdles of becoming Medicare providers, right? So this means you have more people on the job trying to innovate and you have a direct incentive to drive down the cost of those things. Once Medicare gets involved, all of that goes out the window. Only a small number of providers are going to be able to afford the hoops, the, the, the price of going through all the hoops to be able to become Medicare providers. And then once they do, they're going to make so much money billing the government that they'll shove out every other competition that's in the way. And eventually they'll they'll make it so that those same uh, uh, you know cost pl- uh, certificate of need type of legislation that's in the uh, healthcare industry to drive down prices, which it, it does the opposite, uh, will end up in these things as well. So if you were enjoying the fact that you know uh, technology on vision and hearing and, and dental was you know growing incredibly uh, fast uh, and becoming more affordable compared to the entire rest of human healthcare. I, I have some bad news for you. So when you when you were growing up, did you have braces or retainers or anything? No, no, I didn't. Man, your teeth are just naturally that straight. Yeah, no, I, I just have like naturally perfect teeth. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's good. Good on you. Um yeah. so I grew up no, with I mean, braces yeah. and retainers. <laughs> my immune system is guard. Well, actually my immune system is great. It's too great. Um it keeps attacking. Brain, it's, it's, yeah, it's working it's overtime. Really great. Um, <laughs> your, your, your brain is the disease. Uh, your immune system's trying to destroy it. Um, so I grew up with braces. And uh, people who watch the show know that I wear glasses. Sometimes you wear glasses. Um, there was a time period when I was growing up where the only place that you could do that is go to the orthodontist or to get braces to go to the orthodontist and they're going to put that thing in your mouth and then you're going to have the braces on and they're going to be big and metal and with wires and rubber bands and all of this stuff. And it cost a ton of money, according to my parents who paid for it. Thank you, mom and dad, for this winning smile. Um, but now... You can order this stuff online. You give them the imprint of your teeth and then they ship you clear braces that you can wear and you can just have them. And it's like, okay, wear this for a week, wear this for a week, wear this for a week with glasses. It used to be, you had to go to the optometrist and then you had to get your glasses. And then you started getting the one hour glasses places that would cut down Mm -hmm. costs for people. But that's because People were having to pay for this out of pocket. So there was competition involved. Then you got LASIK and LASIK continued to have, uh, they've got price decreases going on all the time because as new technology comes out and as competition increases, more people are spreading this out and they need to make sure that they stay competitive in the market. This will end it. Destroy all that. And because LASIK was becoming more prolific to for the people that, you know, they wanted to say, I I can't do LASIK because uh, I have uh, MS and they're not going to do surgery for vision for someone with a neurodegenerative disorder. Um, And so but because but I'm still well served because there are some people that, you know, they might do LASIK, uh, but 
the uh, glasses and contact industries have been like, all right, well, hey, stick around with us. We'll make it super cheap. And so I got two pairs of glasses with the uh, anti-glare on them. And then another pair has the thing where they uh, they go, the other pair that I have has the thing where they like turn into sunglasses outside uh, and have the, yeah. the eagle vision or whatever it is. Yeah, and, and I got a, a year supply of contacts and my uh, ongoing um, um, and my my uh, my uh, uh, checkup, my my vision checkup, as well as like a three year uh, auto checkup thing where I can go in as many times as I want for any kind of ongoing checkups with my optometrist. I got the entire thing for like three hundred dollars. Yeah, that would have been thousands, thousands, just 20 or 30 years ago. I remember, yeah, I remember my first, my first pair of contacts, uh, which was, I got a pair of contacts that were supposed to last me until mm, there was no date. It was just a pair of contacts and please, dear God, don't rip it because uh, if you do, that's like another $600 down the drain. Like it was expensive. Uh, Now I'm buying dailies. So at the end of the day, I just toss these guys. They're gone. Personally, I like dropping them in the toilet when I'm going to the bathroom and it looks like something's looking up at me. Um, but I do. Um, but I got dailies and it costs me like 300 bucks for an entire year of daily contacts. That was something I didn't want to know about you. Um, I don't care. The, it also includes measures to have the federal government step in and provide health coverage in the 12 12- uh, states that declined to expand Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act, which, oh, good. Um, the uh, uh, it has six hundred twenty-six billion dollars. I remember when budgets were six seven hundred twenty-six billion dollars, and now it's like that's for one thing. Uh, for yeah, for Senate, one thing. For the Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee, certainly that. Or also known uh, as the Help Committee. Wow. Yeah, the Health, Education, Labor, and I, Pensions I, I, Committee. I, no, no, no. I hate the government so much. I do too. So it much. increases the maximum uh, Hell, S grant. Hell grant. Oh, Hell grant. Hell grant. Don't go ahead. And, I don't know Pell how that happened. Award. I'm like, what the hell's a Pest grant? Pell grant award and uh, put investments towards historically black colleges and universities, which we've talked about this before. Um, but the problem with uh, historical black colleges and universities uh, is largely has nothing to do with a lack of funding. Typically, it has to do with the fact that uh, increasingly they are where the refuse gets thrown when it comes to uh, the, the state universities, the state university systems that run the universities in their state. They'll look at the HBCU and say, all right, just put all the diversity hires there. And so any anyone who is an underperformer uh, in faculty who happens to be a person of color gets thrown into the college. So it, it becomes the worst of the worst. And no one's allowed to really say that because it's like, oh, you're being racist. No, there are some very high performing 
supporting black faculty members and they go nowhere near HBCUs. They go to the other colleges. And then there's this, this ongoing thing where an increasing number of uh, black students, because they don't want to go to a poor performing college, uh, they go to, you know, other non HBCU colleges. And so it's just sort of leading these colleges to fall apart. And it's entirely because the government is using them as affirmative action, uh, dumping grounds for their for their poorly performing faculty that they can't fire. Um, it, it's just it's ridiculous. It's not a funding problem. It's a perfect example of how government ruins everything. HBCUs used to be some of the highest performing colleges in the country, and they often had budgets of far less than other colleges because they were being frequented by uh, black people who, especially during the times of segregation, often had typically much, much less money uh, than white people did that were in a similar yep. professional situation. Mm-hmm. And and so now it's the exact opposite. They get obscene amounts of funding and they're poorly performing because the government runs it and affirmative action. They're also going to increase investments in border security and provide a pathway to citizenship. Walls. Walls. Yeah, increased border security sounds like they're going to finish the wall. Um, yep. Pathway to citizenship we've been hearing about since. Means nothing. 2004. Yep. Yep. The pathway Nothing's going to change. Is- yeah, there, um, there's no clear instruction on what either of these means. I can tell you what they mean. They mean walls and camps uh, because they can't put walls right. in camps. So they put border security and a pathway to citizenship. The pathway to citizenship is uh, like what we just saw uh, last year uh, where a woman that was applying for asylum was illegally detained and put into one of these camps uh, where she gave birth to a U.S. citizen uh, who they left with her in their cold cell. Uh, to to she, they had her in a hospital long enough to deliver the baby, and then they put her and the baby again, U.S. citizen baby, uh, and they had family here in the U.S. Uh, put them back in the camp. That's the pathway to citizenship in this in this country for people uh, who aren't already being sponsored by a colleague or a uh, or a family member, um, and uh, or who are a U.S. citizen family member uh, or who aren't uh, marrying someone. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the pathway to citizenship is more of the, of the, uh, what are they called? Shelters, child shelters, not cages. Right. Not cages. They're, they're not yeah. cages and they're not, they're, uh, shelters. they're, they're not they're camps. camps. They're, they're shelters. They're not camps. They're shelters. Um, they're shelters. Th- there is a historic level of funding for public housing, green and sustainable housing, housing production and affordability and workforce development and job training programs. Now, yeah. When we dive into this real quick, um, in the city of Portland, in order to get a building permit, it's $45,000. In Chicago, it's $100,000. How much do you think those are going to rise with this? This is bailouts for corporations that ultimately make housing more expensive. That's literally yeah. it. And and the people who will lap this up on the left and the right, who will lap up because the, the right will lap up the border security and the you know military spending and the left will lap up pretty much everything else. Uh, they all seem to lap up police funding now. Uh, it's just money. Because the Republicans were for defunding the police. The party of defunding the police. Yeah, <laughs> there we are. Brave new world. Uh <laughs> This money goes to major corporations. It contributes to the increase in the cost and the restriction of supply. And then it makes the price of things go up. 
and you get robbed to pay for it and you get stuck with the bill with interest for the for 40 years after they spent it because it, it gets uh the way it's funded is they uh sell treasury bonds and treasury bills that have a 40-year rate of maturity so basically every time they do this it's a new 40-year loan with interest um basically it's a new 40-year mortgage every time they do this to people um and of course, this all may be moot because they actually need the GOP to aid in increasing the debt ceiling. Now, now, cocaine Mitch McConnell said, here's the commenter. They won't let Republicans have any say in this monstrosity, but they want our help in raising their credit card limit to make it happen, which they will. They they will. It's actually, that's actually a really good McConnell. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, yeah, and it's, you know um, what? Like, in all fairness, it's like, when I wrote... Leghorn, but you got to do this. Here's the comedy. Here's the comedy. Here's the comedy. When when I wrote these notes, I was kind of thinking Mitch McConnell's not going to vote to raise the debt limit. And then today he voted for the infrastructure bill, yeah. uh, going against everything he has been saying and promising. So he's Mitch. McConnell. Yes, he he's going. He, they're they're going to vote to raise it because they need to, and they can't have a government shutdown. And the midterms are going to be coming up, so you can't have a government shutdown that are going to be blamed on the Republicans because you need to win that. And we will be thirty one. 32,000. Yeah, 30, 30, yeah, we'll be we'll be about billion. We'll, we're going to be somewhere between 32 and 35 trillion dollars in debt by the end of the year cuz uh now that uh the delta variant is going through the roof and and you know the numbers are, are looking like they're going to be mm-hmm. higher because vaccinated people can get it and spread it to other people and they're walking around sniffling and sneezing like they have the cold but they still feel good and they're, so they're not staying home and they're not being safe cuz I'm vaccinated. I can't hurt nobody. I did it to protect everyone. And then they go and they're spreading it to everyone because they feel great, like people that have the cold, which is why the cold spreads so prolifically. So because of that, there's going to be pushes for lockdowns, which means there are going to be pushes for uh, stimulus spending and assistance for mm-hmm. those in need. And that's going to put... We, we could be hitting yeah. $30 trillion by the end of the year, honestly. I, th- I, I think there's going to be another stimulus bill coming down the pipe oh, yeah. right around oh, yeah. Christmas-ish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, we do have some good news. We do. We we have it, two pieces of good news. The first piece is that it's the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds oh, attorney. Chris at Reynolds law, attorney anchor at law. Call-in anchor call-in moment. What's the second piece? We only have one. <laughs> oh. Well, if you go to Anchor, that is good. If you go to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters, you can leave messages uh, for us, and we will play it during this segment uh, and answer your questions. Uh, and if you want to, you can also donate to us. You can leave money. You can press the donate button and leave us money. Yes, and we'll you have can. you in the credits at the end name you as one of the people that donates money because we love you. Now, we, uh, we don't have to donate money for us to uh, listen to your message or, or play it or answer it on the show, but we will like you more. A lot more. Like way more. Like way more. Do you know how much I love Jack Casey, even though we spend the entire show making fun of him? And you too I can purchase Jack, Jack Casey. Pacey, Casey's books, whom we love. We won't read his books, but we love him as a person. We love him. Uh, go to the person. Royal He's fantastic. Club. He's a great guy. Great as guy. That's person. why I won't read his book. Right. I'd hate for his book to suck because then I'd not like him. So I'm just not going to read it. The Royal Green.com. Right. 
So here's our here's our uh, one our one call in from Tim Lewis Tim for VA.com. Good evening, Spike Cohen and Guy on left. This is Tim Lewis calling in on the personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds attorney at law anchor call in moment. Wow, Spike, I wanted to thank you for coming up the other week to Virginia, hanging out with us and the Concerned Veterans for America. Everyone else, I just wanted to let you know that we've got a handful of really good candidates running for delegate up here in Virginia this year. Yep. We've got Sarah Jaros, Dean Davidson, and Joe Pascal running in the Southwest, Charles yep. West running over in the Hampton Roads area, and I'm trying to fight the good fight up here just north of Richmond in the Fredericksburg area. If you guys can help us out by sharing social media or maybe donating to a campaign if you've got a buck or two to spare, but uh, we're trying to fight the good fight and bring liberty to the people of Virginia. Thanks much for your time. Yeah, thank you, Tim, and thank you for uh, for joining me in Virginia, not last weekend, but the weekend before. Um, we had a great time, and uh, yeah, uh, Libertarian Party of Virginia and Libertarian Party of Ham- Libertarian Party of Hampton Roads. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but they were they had were more put together and had more stuff going on than some state affiliates that I've seen. I mean, they're they're doing some fantastic work there, and they and they're new. They're like two years old, two or three years old. Um, so yeah, go go check them out. LPVA.org. They have all the candidates listed there. Um, and I grew like for anybody who doesn't know, I grew up in Virginia. That's where I had my braces. Um, but I grew up in Virginia, and that state has never really been the bastion of freedom that I remember it being. Um, and it's getting, it's definitely getting worse. Uh, so you definitely want to go and support these people because, uh, they are the people who can try to get it back to the bastion of freedom. I used to believe that it was, um, and Tim Lewis, if he is, he's up in the Fredericksburg area, he just said, Mm -hmm. and Fredericksburg is one of my favorite towns in Virginia. Um, it's got a great ice cream shop there and I don't remember the name of it, but, um, just an excellent, excellent spot. And so everybody go find Tim Lewis on, on the Facebook and give him support however you can and support all the other Virginia, uh, libertarians who are running for office because Virginia needs it desperately. It needs it desperately. Yes, it needs yes. freedom so bad. They're turning into Maryland so fast. And speaking of Maryland, I'm going to be in Baltimore uh, on September 11th for a crab and chicken fest. Oh, Tim's in the Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, Tim for VA. Um, and uh, yeah, come join me in uh, Maryland on September 11th. I will be there eating crabs. Come eat crabs to Spike. Um, no, they're not kosher, but they're crabs. So come eat them with me on uh, 9-11 and, uh, and John, join me in Baltimore. John Bartostek. John Bartostek, yes. Carl's Ice Cream. That place is so good. And then after you have eaten crabs with me all morning long until we all just want to go to bed, don't go to bed. Come and join me and take the drive with me to D.C., Washington, D.C., where I will be at the end of the damn wars rally in Washington, D.C. on 9-11. Anyone who knows me back when I was a neocon is just laughing their asses off right now that I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. on 9-11 protesting wars with Scott Horton. I mean, this is just, it's just... Mm. 
Mm. So we also got a, uh, speaking of mm, we got a donation uh, from uh, Mr. Just Because, who said, keep up the good work. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Well, I assume you're man, says mister. Thank you so much. And uh, Yeah. Okay, good. Um, well, that's good. That's uh, That was a short segment. Uh, so speaking short of segment. short segments, speaking of, sh- of short things that... Mm, Gonna let you struggle through this one. (laughs) Speaking of things that really need liberty. Sure. Apple. Apple. Uh, So, Apple, they have broken the hearts. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh, Yeah, everybody knew it was coming. They've broken the hearts of everyone who has continued to buy their products because they idiotically believed that Apple would continue to refuse to give backdoor to authorities. Yeah. Apple. Apple. That was a Steve Jobs thing. That was a Steve Jobs thing. Steve Jobs. 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 Steve Jobs. That was a Steve Jobs thing. That was not a, uh, what is his name? Uh, uh, Ryan. uh, The the guy now? Yeah. Tim... Tim Cook. That's Cook, not a Tim yeah. Cook thing. That's a that was a Steve Jobs thing. Um no, no. <laughs> you can say that. No, I'm not saying that. Uh, I thought that joke up yesterday when I or on Sunday when I was doing these notes and I went, mm, no, no. no. Um nope, definitely not saying but it was, that joke. It was announced last week that it will be implementing tools that will scan everybody's iPhone and iPad, iClouds, uh, iPad, iPhone and iPad, and iClouds, and all iMessages for kitty porn. Yeah. For kitty porn, you know, to protect yeah. the children. Yeah. Because... Because of a, a machine is going to know the difference between, you know, child porn and pictures of your kid in the bathtub with you, you know, holding them. Or even not holding them. If, if or even not. No, but if, if the formula is like, you know, large, larger hands oh, with yeah, baby they're... or something like that, there's no, there is no way. There is no way that this could end up hurting innocent people no no way no so what they're going to be doing is they're going to be scanning people uh they're going to be scanning photos on people's devices when they attempt to upload them to icloud um (laughs) to see if they match known images of child pornography which means that there is a database of known child pornography out there. And if you share these images, it will come up in the scan and then uh, it will get passed on to a person. Mm -hmm. I do not want to see the person who signs up for that job. Um, Especially since it's illegal to have it for any reason ever. Ever for any reason ever Um, if the scan comes is arguably illegal because they're not a government agency 
And even possession by a government agency is strictly, strictly limited. So this feels very feels illegal. This feels illegal. This feels like it's not legal. Yep. Mm. Um, so Apple's going to be, uh, so if the scan comes up positive, the image will be reviewed by a person. Oh, that's illegal. Again, right. Again, don't want to see the person volunteering for that job. Uh, and if it contains child porn, the account will be disabled and the report will be sent to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. There is an appeal process if Apple is mistaken. Uh, I don't know what that appeal process is. And I know that I don't ever want to go through that appeal process because I'm certain that's just going to be a huge pain in the ass. Um, so I heard this on a different podcast and I'm going to pitch this to you before we, before we continue here. What's that called where video game people will like call the uh, swatting swatting? Oh, swatting. Yeah. 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 Is this going to become the new swatting where from a phone, not connect like, that's not connected to you. You text a bunch of these images to get somebody kicked off and arrested. Possibly because uh, does iCloud have an automatic uh, upload function? Yeah. Then yeah. 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 Cause I, I know. So yes. like Google has that and I, uh, and I uh, disabled it because I get texts from people that have stuff that I'm like, I don't need to upload this. It's not cause it's not child porn or it's nothing bad. It's just, I don't need to save it on Google cloud. So I now manually have it where, um, you right. know, only certain folders that I put stuff in actually go up as opposed to, so you know, just everything that goes on my phone. But a lot of people just have it where it's, you know, everything that's on their everything. phone is going up. So yeah, no, this is 100% going to be used in, in, uh, whatever the terms kit kidding or whatever. Ah, kidding. That's probably what they're calling. Um, it's just kidding. Uh, so they're also going to be adding tools to the messaging app, uh, to warn children when somebody is texting them sexually explicit photos. So that means that they know which phones have the children or which phones are owned by children and whether or not what's being texted to them is sexually explicit. Mm -hmm. And then they are going to cover those photos in some way and say, you're getting sexually explicit photos texted to you right now. Do you want to open them to which the correct answer is going to be no. Yeah. Does kind of end sexting for teens. Oh, of course it ends sexting for teens and, and this, Oh, uh, there's less than a one in 1 trillion chance per year of incorrectly thought. They have no idea. They have no way they They pull that out of their ass. They pull that completely out of their ass. That number has nothing to do with anything that they actually know. They pulled it directly right out of their own anus. I ain't I. Okay. Because that's. Pulled it right on out of the back door. They just gave the. Right on the old back door. Right. Boom. Like that. One in 1 trillion. There you go. Here, go take a sniff at that. It's garbage. There's no, they, they, it's not on, it's, it's not on market. How would they know? They have no damn clue unless no clue. They've already been doing this. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, there's this. So, you know, uh, this could be a sexually explicit photo. Do you want to see it? You want to roll that Russian roulette wheel in case it's not? No. Nope. So, uh, because now we know they're going to send it straight to the government. Yeah. So, hey, here's this photo. We're not going to show you what it is. It might be child porn that could ruin your life. You want to see it? No. No. I can tell you there's about a one in one trillion chance anyone's going to press yes intentionally. I can tell you the number of times I've accidentally pressed the wrong button on my phone, but I can assure you that I will make sure I am grounded as is the phone when I make that decision of pressing that. This just comes up. This may be child porn. Nope, 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 no. nope, 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 nope. And it's Apple, a, like, Apple it's, tries it's to screw you up by switching, by switching, switching where it comes the buttons up on the around. Yeah. yeah, switching the buttons. Or making the yes button really big and the, the other one like just text under it. No, no thanks. Making it like that little now, X on the ads. Now, uh, even the Electronic Frontier Foundation, who has been a huge advocate for Apple, who has supported privacy rights of its users, um, describes these new scans as a shocking about face for users who have relied on the company's leadership in privacy and security. Um, they went on to say, take the example of India, just read the highlighted parts, people, uh, take the example of India where recently passed rules include dangerous requirements for platforms to identify the origins of messages and pre-screen content, new laws in Ethiopia requiring content takedowns of misinformation in 24 hours may apply to messaging services. The abuse cases are easy to imagine. Governments that outlaw homosexuality might require the classifier to be trained to restrict apparent LGBTQ plus content or an authoritarian regime might demand the classifier be able to spot popular satirical images or protest flyers. And if you think that won't happen, they're already doing that on social media at the at the behest of China and other authoritarian and sometimes religious authoritarian regimes. You know, the ones that rainbow up their profile pictures all from June 1st, 1201 to June 30th, 30th uh, at 115.959. Give me a break. And and by the way, like it says in this in this thing, this is not a slippery slope. It's a fully built system just waiting for the pressure to make the slightest change. They're building a system that censors your content and sends it directly to the government. All it needs is for the government to go, yeah, uh, let me get a vaccine misinformation. Misinformation. Let me get uh, uh, people, um, you know, making jokes about, uh, you know, being against the lockdowns. Let me get hate speech. Yeah. And many of you may remember uh, back in 2015 uh, with the San Bernardino shooting that happened. Um, the feds were trying to get Apple to give them a backdoor into the shooter's phones so they could try to find out if there were any other terrorist attacks that were going to be happening. And Apple said no, quite famously said no. And 
somebody said that they got it open, but without a back door. I question, I question whether or not that's a thing. Um, but Apple famously said no. And everybody was like, great. Apple's awesome. You're not giving them a backdoor that they will obviously use to go after other people outside of this case, even though they're saying we're only going to use it on this case. Right. They just threw all of that out the window because you have places like the United States, England, and Australia who have been constantly feeding the fear of child pornography as an excuse to pressure Apple, Google, uh, uh, Android, whoever makes Android things. Um, that's Google, isn't uh, it? Uh, uh, what, what, I mean, uh, Samsung, uh, LG. Uh, LG. Uh, but it's all Google's uh, operating Motorola, system, yeah, isn't it? It's on Google's operating system, yeah. But I mean, the, there there are most of the hardware pe- uh, people that make the actual phones often make supplemental um, uh, um, wraparound operating systems and things like that. So there, there's a lot of interplay there. I'm sure they'd be involved in anything that's involving detection, right? Put it that way. Um, and they've been trying to get us to compromise our privacy for years, for years, and. If this was being done by the government, if the government was saying, hey, you need to give us these, that would be considered illegal, 100% illegal. And I'm betting Apple is about to get massive paydays, massive paydays from the federal government because they now have given them this backdoor. There is a backdoor into Apple products that the federal government now can get into. And not only that, so will hackers. And soon... Mac products won't be any better than Windows and Androids. Yeah, which is why, I mean, I've been told for years, oh, if you're a real libertarian, you got to use Mac stuff, Apple stuff, because there's no backdoors. And like, if you think that freaking the Tim Rice organization, now you know, known as Apple, is going to... Tim Cook. Uh, Tim Cook, what did I say, Tim Rice? Oh, that, yeah. Tim Rice. The, the Tim Cook You're thinking about cooking rice. I am cooking. I'm thinking. I hope my wife is cooking rice. If if you think that Tim Cook uh, is not going to uh, open wide for government, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, say what you want about Steve Jobs, but uh, he was kind of anti-government or at least anti-bureaucracy. Um, he was the one who famously said, "Why be in the Navy when you can be a pirate?" Um, and uh, <laughs> you know, th- this. What this is, this opens them up to getting all sorts of contracts, all sorts of, you know, cooperation, public, co-op, public, part, private cooperation money from governments here and around the world. And, and again, this is what we call, you know, the foot in the door, or the camel's nose under the tent. You know, it always seems harmless. The Patriot Act was to stop Al-Qaeda. It's a temporary measure to stop terrorists who want to kill us all. Um, you know, this is just to stop child porn putting aside the fact that it right out of the gate isn't just for those things it is what they use to eventually destroy any semblance of privacy that we have with our phones with our computers with anything and i i've told people all along go ahead and operate with the assumption that this device you walk around with this gps enabled device that has both a front and a back camera so that whoever has access to it and multiple microphones you, and yeah, it's multiple microphones and sensors. It sees 
you what you're looking at and it's also got access to data that's keeping track of everything there was recently an article that said that most social media companies and google know when you're using the bathroom okay and if you don't think that's eventually going to get to government if it isn't already i don't know what to tell you edward snowden showed what eight years ago seven years ago that they were spying on every electronic communication that we have i think it was, I think it was think that 10 was that 10 years ago was that 09 when was that that was that was a while ago 2013 yeah it was it was eight years ago eight years ago God, you, was you know if you don't think in those eight years that they're not now doing it with all your social media with all your text messages with all your uh, you know, Facebook messages and yes, even your double secret encrypted signal. Like if you don't think they can get around that on your phone, I, I don't know what to tell you. They are. Go ahead and assume yeah, that they are. They are. They are. They are. They are. They're not a hacker. They're the government. They'll literally just get the, the source code or whatever to be able to access it directly because your OS is already doing that. The, 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 yeah. your, and your provi- the people that made the software are already doing that. And for anybody who like, there is not a single person watching or listening to this show who has read all of the terms of service of all of the things. And there are things in there where it says, we, we will share this if needed. We, we will share your information for ads. We will share your information. Uh, if called upon, we will share your information. It's your information. We don't care. We already have it. We will share it with anybody that really wants it. Um, exactly. And that's that's why when you are talking about, for an example, Rosh Hashanah, um, you're talking about Rosh Hashanah, and then you get a notification for a Rosh Hashanah box on Facebook. Did that happen? Yes. That's funny. I I thought of, I was thinking of, because I had read about how, um, this has to be just coincidental, but I, unless they're scanning your brains, in which case, don't even, you know, don't worry about anything anymore. They, they just know you well enough. That they just know you matter. at this point. But, but this wouldn't be, because as we talked about before, I had perfect teeth. But I was, I had either, um, someone had told me, Maybe that's what it was. Someone had told me about how everyone, when they age, their teeth start kind of moving and stuff like that. And so I kept thinking, um, I, I just have random thoughts about like, hmm, I wonder if I should look into a Visalign just to, you know, for the future, you know, I may need that or something. And then I started getting ads for Invisalign. So I made myself stop thinking about it and they went away. It's kind of scary. I mean, so... These phones, they know they know everything that you've looked up. They know every ad that has come across your feed. Um, they know literally everything. Like you said, they know when you're going to the bathroom because they can track when you haven't moved for three minutes or whatever. Um, In and, the same spot because they, they know where you are within, a, within like a, a what one to three meter range or something like that so if you're always in the same spot around the same time of day after being into what they determine is your kitchen um yeah no they know when you're in the bathroom 
Yeah, they know when you're in the bathroom. Like they know, they literally know everything. They know when you are running out of things at your house because of things that you say or at the frequency at which you buy it. Because we all have our banking apps on our phone, so they know how often you're getting things, and they know when you're going to run out, which is why you'll see ads for things. Um, if they so heard, let's do like, overheard, like, uh, let's do what what Sean Merrill uh, says and and take a moment to each of us wish our our personal NSA or FBI mind are well and hope that they're having a great day and that they, they repent and part from their evil ways. You know, that's where Stephen came from. Stephen who? Our assistant. Oh yeah. Our intern, Stephen. Oh, is he from the NSA? Yeah, he started out as he started out as our official uh, CIA NSA agent, and he eventually came over and became our assistant. I'm not really sure when that happened, but now he just does all of our audio work for us because he's really good at audio. Yeah, he he did better as an NSA agent. Honestly. <laughs> he did. He really did. <laughs> so, folks, that's terrible news, but we do have good news, and that's that next week. We're going well. There's two things. Number one, good news is I'm not having to go anywhere this weekend. But then Lucky the other you. Good, huh? Yeah, I know. Really? Like I get Lucky to see you. It's amazing. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and then also uh, next week we are auctioning off this sweet ass Waffle House Caucus cup. What is what is this thing called? Again? Tumbler. It's tumbler. a tumbler. Tumbler. I wanted wanted to say tumbler, yeti, but it's not a yeti. From it's the fine people at Defy the Power. Defy the Power. And we will be auctioning off another one the week after if you don't win next week. Yes. You weren't supposed to say that yet. We want to have FOMO. We want people to FOMO. We want them to fear missing out. It doesn't, this is is an original, this, this is, it won't look like this one. Oh yeah. I'm not going to show them what the other one looks like. Yeah. It's totally, but it is a complete, it is it, it is a, it is a Waffle House Caucus tumbler, and it is signed by both of us. But, it's but it doesn't different. look like this. But it's way it different. Like that, it's way different. Way different. If you want this one, it's the only one like this. So uh, take part in our uh, in our auction. Um, and so tomorrow, I am interviewing Olga Mesho Washington. She is from South Africa. And uh, we've been trying to schedule. We have had one thing after the next stop this from being able to be scheduled. Originally, she was supposed to be on in June, then in July. She will be here tomorrow uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern on uh, uh, My Fellow Americans. Uh, And we're going to be talking about she grew up in in South Africa in both uh, apartheid and post apartheid south africa she now lives in the states she's going to be talking about what she went through there how she overcame um the uh some of the 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 bigotry and prejudice that white africaners had towards her especially after apartheid in her professional uh in her professional field how she uh was able to overcame overcome it and become one of the most uh, respected people in her field uh and how she thinks that applies to uh racial relations in the u.s and I'm going to go ahead and warn you, uh, she's probably going to hurt everyone's feelings a little bit because she doesn't mince her words at all. And uh, there's probably a lot of people who uh, forget that there are other countries. I'm probably saying too much already. Uh, 
and have no sense of context or perspective. I'm already saying too much. She's got a lot to say, and it's going to be amazing. Uh, and then you've got uh, you you've got the the writer's block on Thursday. I do with uh, Randall Daniel, uh, oh, nice. the chair chair of the Libertarian Party of Kentucky. He's going to be coming on, and we're going to have a fantastic conversation. I don't want to give away what we're talking about, but I know that his family lineage in Kentucky mm-hmm. is vast and wide, and apparently has something to do with the flag. Yes. Yeah, you, you, we, we actually talked about this when I was there in Kentucky. Randall Daniel is an incredible chair. Uh, he has doing. He is uh, actually been working with me for quite some time now uh, on um, on building a, a a kind of a white paper a short list um, a cheat sheet for people who want to start local affiliates in their in their city or municipality or county or region um and are starting from scratch they uh because they've done that they've started from scratch he and and byron cabbage who was on your show last week uh have done exactly that they're incredible people incredible activists for liberty that's gonna be a great show and then on friday at 9 30 eastern uh is uh cajun and eskimo from bayou to igloo um and they'll be talking about whatever I don't know what they'll be doing. Whatever they talk about on probably that. about walrus. One one of them is wild. One of them is going to be very well thought out and organized and designed, and the other one is going to be will potentially get will potentially get us kicked off of social media. Probably, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, gosh, usually I tell you what to do following me this weekend, but I, you can just follow me on social media. I'm going to be home this weekend. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. You can catch me in the bed sleeping all weekend. And then, um, and then on Monday, on Monday it, at eight, he does it at eight, right? Yeah. yeah. Is another fantastic episode of Mr. America, the bearded truth with Jason Lyon. Uh, is Matt going to go on and make him cry again? Probably. Do we know what I he's talking do, about next do, week? Uh, <clears throat> I think he was going to say, but then I made him cry. So, I, I... <laughs> Jason Lyon is incredible. Uh, every week he he picks one thing to talk about. So like one week he talks it's about so the Constitution. Good. Every week he he kind of where we talk about like a bunch of different things. He dives down into a specific subject, and he is just a brilliant mind. Um, he, he is, is a brilliant, and, brilliant person. Yeah, he is incredibly incredibly brilliant and is incredible incredibly able to break down ideas uh in a way that people understand definitely check that out and then join us right back here next tuesday at 8 ish p.m for uh same muddy place same ish muddy time for another fantastic episode of the muddy waters of freedom where matt wright and i parse through the week's events like the chipper little chipper chipmunks that we are matt if someone were to try to find us on the internet is that even possible and if so how would they do that you know, it would be possible. For starters, all one would have to do is go to anchor.fm slash waters. Yes. This is when we should be the lo-fi. Yeah, that's true. You can hear all of our all of our episodes at anchor.fm slash waters. Or on your favorite podcasting app. But if you go to anchor.fm slash muddied waters, you can, you can leave us messages that we will play live on the air during the show. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. 
donate money to us and we will spend it wisely on getting better equipment so you don't see things like a block over my face and hear YouTube ads. And so that way. Oh, that sounds so dirty. Anybody watching or listening to us on anchor.fm slash muddied water is going to be like, what is happening in the background? And you can tell me. And remember, if you compliment Jason Lyon a lot, he gets misty. He gets so misty. Ready to start eating healthier? Why is this? Meet Kachava. Kachava is the world's healthiest all-in-one meal. In the properties, there is interact with browser source. To keep you going that you can click. It's made with over 70 plant-based superfoods and nutrients. It's not there. Yes, Jason. It is on my head. All your essentials in one delicious meal. Yes, Jason. I said misty. Cheers. (laughs) Well, hell yeah. Oh, that's yummy. Cheers. Hell yeah. Two scoops, blend and go. Why is this happening? I don't know. How long is this ad? Putting you in control of your nutrition. Why is this happening? Seriously, this ad is so long. And whispering is starting to hurt my voice. There we go. So we can get YouTube premium on all of our computers. Or you can find this in every other episode at muddywatersmedia.com. I think I'll just do that, actually. That sounds way easier and better. I mean, um, we really need somebody to uh, update muddywatersmedia.com for yes, the last. Please. Oh gosh, if someone wants to help us update muddywatersmedia.com and by that I mean update muddywatersmedia.com, please reach out to us on the inbox cuz we've had like 7 people do it. And every single one of them gets a new job or a raise. It's true. So if you'd like a new job or a raise and you want to help us for like 6 days before that, then mm-hmm. please reach out to us. Sorry, so Jack, thanks again for tuning in, guys. I'll, I'll send you uh, the link, buddy, so you can listen yeah. to that all the time. Yes, we'll 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 do. Yeah, you can do that again. Uh, we will. Uh, we will hopefully have someone to update the website soon. But folks, thanks again for tuning into this episode. Join me tomorrow for my fellow Americans. Join Matt on Thursday for the Writers Block. Join uh, Cajun and Eskimo for Cajun and Eskimo on Friday. Uh, Jason Lyon from Mr. America, the Bearded Truth on Monday, right back here for uh, Muddy Waters of Freedom. Folks, thank you so much. We love you, love you, love you. And where we're going, we don't need roads.